Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. I hope you are well. Hope you had an amazing weekend. So on today's episode, I actually want to talk about um, the fastest way to create wealth or grow your wealth. Um, However, before we get into that, um, there's a couple of thoughts that I had uh, this past week that I'm not sure I've already mentioned on the podcast. This first one, I definitely think I haven't although I could be wrong. And in the assumption that I could be wrong, I want to mention it right now, particularly because um, I've actually got an engagement on Thursday for this one particular thing. And it got me thinking, have I said thank you for this? So many of you may or may not be aware, but I won highly commended uh, Financial Influencer of the Year 2021, which is a British Bank Award kind of like recognition thing. Um, The entries for that started earlier this year and I asked people on YouTube, I asked people on Instagram to basically give their vote. And bearing in mind that my channel is still relatively new compared to some of the other people that were in this cohort of people that were also being nominated for this. I mean, we had people like uh, Pete Matthews, who has an amazing, amazing podcast, uh, Meaningful Money. We had some really, really big names in there. We had Jen, Mama Furfur was also um, nominated for this as well. So to come in highly commended was absolutely amazing. But the thing that amazed me the most, and this is something that the guys at um, the British Bank Awards asked if I wanted and I said yes please because I'd wanted to kind of see what the comments were for people who voted for me and they said we'll send you a sample of the feedback that we've got and she sent me um, a spreadsheet and on this spreadsheet I thought a sample would mean something like I don't know 30 maybe 40 uh, kind of comments and things that people have said she sent me a spreadsheet with over 250 comments people that are taking their time, not just to vote, but to actually comment and say why they're nominated or voted for me in that process. And I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to everybody who listened to the podcast. And thank you to everyone who's been following me since the very, very first episode last year on January 9th, I think, or January 10th or something like that, who was stuck with me and who has been here this entire time. And basically voted for me to win highly commended because you know recognition is always nice it's not the end all of be all but it definitely has allowed me reading back through the feedback um know that maybe i am doing something slightly right in sharing my knowledge and trying to help people we have uh, a bit of a get together this thursday it's the reason why it's up on my radar um but yes i wanted to say thank you to everybody on a separate note um i have a couple of things going on with me at the moment um I'm actually shooting uh, a short film right now. Um, It is a self-funded project. Um, It's one that people have asked me for and have kind of said, well, we we would kind of like to kind of understand, you know, where, you know, your story all started. I think through lives and conversations on Instagram, I've mentioned that I was fostered, that I've been homeless. And I mentioned them in just being in sparse, like segments here and there. And a few people have been, you know, like 
how did how did all of how does all of that connect like how does all of that come together to lead me to where i am right now and so i'm sure i'm shooting a short film right now well it is shot we're going through the editing phase right now um of putting that together and it is really that journey that has um prompted me to think about this episode today the fastest way to create your wealth or grow your wealth because in filming this short film, I sat down with my foster dad who we haven't got the best relationship. Um, I don't want to give too much away on this episode, but the crux of it is this. They had me from when I was four months old to when I was seven turning eight. And when I was about seven or so, my, my real parents, they were over here to work um, and study. They had me, I was a, a surprise, so they put me up for foster care. And I would see my parents once a year during the summer for two weeks. And when I was seven, just about to turn eight, my usual summer uh, two-week holiday with them uh, came around, as you would expect, um, I went over to London because they lived in London and I was down in Hastings in Sussex. Um, so that year, rolled around, got in a car. And when I got into London, they told me, well, you're going to over tonight to Nigeria. Um, you're going for a holiday over there, two weeks. Um, and for those of you who know the story, th that two weeks ended up being 10 years. But basically, my foster dad and my foster parents, unbeknownst to me, did not even know that that was going to happen. And in having this conversation with him, uh, shooting this short film, I came to realize a lot of stuff that I was completely unaware of. And it's made me kind of think about my relationship with money, some of the choices that I've made, uh, some of my financial habits, just general habits in life that translate into financial habits. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, your mindset informs your behaviors and your behaviors essentially inform your habits. And back then, when I finally came back to this country, remember guys, and again, you may not have heard this story, you'll hear about it on the full short film. When I came back to this country, bearing in mind I left them at seven, I rocked up, I rocked up on their doorstep, 17, 18. They had not heard anything from me. Now, unbeknownst to me, I had been writing letters. They never got any of the letters. So I rock up on their doorstep. 10 years later, surprise, here I am. And back then, I, I had 50 pounds in my pocket. I'm thankful they still lived in the same address. If they didn't, I don't know what I would have done. Um, anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is, I've had a, almost a bit of an epiphany. An epiphany that has kind of made me narrow down on some of the choices that I've made, as I've already mentioned. But what I do want to do is I want to relate that to, you know, my financial habits. And for me, and I don't know whether this will be true for, for everyone, but certainly for me growing up, because I came back to the country with, you know, 50 good in my pocket and no family here. I had my foster parents who, you know, they hadn't seen me for 10 years, so they didn't really have any invested interest in me anymore. I was just this kid who rocked up that they hadn't spoken to for 10 years, who had changed, who had become a completely different person. Through all of that and through trying to find my own way, uh, being homeless, being taken advantage of, um, part of my early years were focused on 
trying to seek approval, I guess, trying to fit in with the right crowd, trying to find my own tribe. And that heavily influenced what I did with money, because although I wasn't earning a lot of money at the time, what it meant was when I started to make friends, I would go along with whatever they wanted to do. And if it meant going out on the weekend or going shopping when I didn't have the money and bouncing checks or using overdrafts, I would do that without much thought because I wanted to fit into that tribe. And in thinking about all of this, I kind of asked the question to myself that how many other people may feel exactly the same way in terms of some of the things that we do very early on in life being a byproduct of just trying to fit in, trying to find ourselves, trying to find where we feel uh, we fit in and our, our sense of self, if that makes sense. And the reason why I want to relate this to um, the fastest way to create in wealth is because old habits die hard. You know, breaking free out of that cycle of, you know, trying to fit in, uh, spending money because it makes you feel good at the time. And these are all byproducts, by the way. This is all byproducts of me wanting to fit into a tribe, going shopping. I pick up a new pair of trainers. I get that instant gratification, that euphoria straight away that, oh my God, I've got a new pair of trainers on. These look really cool. From a male point of view, that ego boost that you get, and I'm sure it will be the same for ladies as well. When you buy a new pair of shoes or a new dress, you put it on, you feel great about yourself. Those kind of things that release endorphins, they that's that's an addictive thing. And once you get accustomed to that, it can be very, very hard sometimes to actually break that cycle. I have a friend or had a friend named Jay. And whilst I was bad, he was really, really bad. I mean, he had an addiction to trainers. And in the end, he ended up having, you know, 300 pairs of trainers. He would buy one pair of trainers in every single color available. Some of them he never, ever, ever wore, but he didn't buy it from earned income, money that he actually had sitting in the bank. He was using loans, overdraft, credit cards to acquire these things. And in the end, I think he actually went bankrupt because he could not pay the money back. And whilst this does tie into financial education and the stuff that we don't get in school, a lot of this stuff is deep rooted in the way we feel about ourselves, seeking approval. It was certainly for me, and maybe it resonates with people who are listening right now. If you're listening right now, it may resonate with you. It's deep-rooted in those, those things. And as nonchalant as that may sound, it is a big deciding factor when we think about building wealth in the future. Because in other words, the way we create wealth or how we go about creating wealth is heavily dependent on us breaking old cycles, breaking old habits and having the ability to consciously set a new path that we know is going to be difficult, that we know will require change, but doing it with an intention with a goal. I talk about goals all the time on this podcast. And if you're new to this, this may be new to you. But if you've been following me for a while, you know that I harp on about this all the time. And I'm going to talk about this. Goals are really, really important. We have to set our stall out how we intend to carry on. And this is this is crucial to this topic today. So what is what is the what is the fastest way to create your wealth? Well, for me, there is one big overarching point that I want to labor in this in this episode. But what I also want to do is 
maybe give two or three tips underneath this one point that I'll lead with to help you today on this episode. So really the fastest way that you can create your wealth is to essentially make sure that you are able to retain as much of what you earn as possible. Not rocket science, but let me just say that again. You need to be able to retain um, as much of what you earn as possible. I.e., surprise, surprise, guys, the B word, really understanding your budget. If you're earning £2,500 per month, how much of that £2,500 are you actually retaining? Seriously. Are you spending the whole, are you spending £2,000 only retaining £500? Are you spending the whole £2,000? Are you overspending so you're in overdraft, you're in debt? You need to be able to retain as much as you possibly can of what you earn. I know people who have earned, you know, who've been earning 10, 15 grand a month and still are broke. You know, it's not about what you earn. It's how much of what you earn you're able to retain. That's important. And once you, you've mastered that, once you're able to do that, you will be able to then allocate what you, re, what you retain into investments, into projects, into business, into property to help you then create that wealth. But this is the building block. This is the first point, the first step that you absolutely have to make sure that you have. And I have three tips in helping you retain as much of your income as possible. The first one is this, look afar. Instant gratification is a killer. That feeling, I just bought a new pair of trainers or I just bought this and I feel good about myself. That is a killer. That's an addictive habit that has negative consequences for your income, for your expenditure, for your ability to build wealth. And because it is, it is an addictive behavior, that cycle of that habit becomes repetitive and becomes damaging in the long term. Because you always chase what makes you feel good in the short term. And this doesn't just apply to finances. This applies to all walks of life. You know, if people have... Um, eating issues. A lot of the time, people talk about the, the fact that they have that in, that initial uh, feeling of gratification. Why? Because it's that habit. It's that feel good of instant gratification. It makes me feel good in the moment. And therefore, it becomes a problem because it's a cycle that you are unable to break. But looking afar, looking long-term, trying to look beyond next week, next month, the next six months, thinking about what's happening next year. Where do I want to be next year? Where do I want to be two years from now, three years from now, four years from now? Yes, it can be really, really hard to do that in the moment, but we have to aspire. We have to start looking at what do we want this to be? My slogan again, and you've, if you've heard it, you've heard it a number of times on the podcast, but if you're new, this will be something completely different for you. Money's a tool, life is for living. The primary point of money is to help us build the life that we want. That is it. So look afar. The second tip that I have in this is being intentional. 
And that is all about actually having a goal. So being really, really clear. Okay, so it, next year, I want to be in a position where I have a business or I have my first rental property or I am on the property ladder or I have managed to save £5,000 into an ISA, an investment ISA. That is being intentional. It's being specific. It's having a timeline around it, making sure that it's something that is achievable, that is that is relevant to you. It's, it's a smart goal and it has to be timely as well. Being really clear and intentional around what you want. Sounds simple, I know. Harder to do in practice than to just say it like I'm saying it right now here on this podcast. But it is a really important point. You know, if I looked at my life and I, again, this short film has been a little bit of a, it's been a weird thing to go through because there were things that I learned that I didn't quite realize that when I connect the dots, that's why I've always done X, Y, Z or spent money in a certain way or had an addiction to buying expensive trainers. And that habit, by the way, went from buying, you know, the the Converse's, then escalating up to the Balenciagas and the Giuseppes, you know? It's a progressive thing because, and this is the bad thing about habits, right? You start off with the small thing, then you look for an improvement on that small thing. Then you get to that point, you're happy. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, this is really good. What's the next step? And because we're human beings, and I know this about myself, I always want more. And so for me, the converses became inadequate. I had to go for something else. And finally, I'm getting to the Giuseppe's for a thousand pounds. And I'm buying pairs of those without even thinking about it. I'm buying Balenciagas without even thinking about it. To what end though? To make myself feel good, to give myself that confidence boost, that sense of belonging, that sense of I've made so much progress from where I was from starting off being fostered to being homeless, to being here. And these these. These, these trainers are just a, a physical manifestation of what I feel success felt like and how I wanted people to see me and perceive me. I wasn't being intentional. I was more in my feelings and more in my head around how do I portray a sense of success so that people accept me as a successful person. When in hindsight, that acceptance that I was seeking through those financial habits, well, behaviors that became habits are completely irrelevant to the big picture. So I'm challenging you. What is your goal? What is your intention? A year from now, two years from now, three years from now, four, five, 10 years from now, what is your intention? And the last tip I'm gonna leave you with is this. And it's a saying by Mark Twain. Comparison is the death of joy. I'm going to say that again. Comparison is the death of joy. Do not compare yourself to your peers, to your friends, to the people you're seeing on social media, to the people you're listening to on social media, on podcast, including myself. Your journey is your journey and it is your journey alone. Enjoy it. Take pride in it and indulge in it. Don't for one second 
think that because Gary down the road is driving a new BMW, that you're somehow inadequate, a failure, do not for one second feel that that applies to you. No. The one thing you don't know is Gary's got that on finance. Gary owes a load of money. Gary hasn't got the goals that he, that you have. Gary's doing his own thing. Gary's living a completely different existence to you. Our existence to the person sat next to us is completely different. Their existence is theirs. Yours is yours. Take pride in your path. Do not compare yourself with anybody. The only person you need to be competing against is yourself. And again, being intentional, what progress do you want to see in yourself one year, two years, three years from now? I have a friend who is a music producer. I produced music many, many, many years ago. I've got, I'm working on a project with him at the moment for YouTube. And uh, in our early musical years, we used to write music for, for ourselves, write music for artists. And he has a line that I always, always remember. And I'm going to try and remember this right now on the spot. Um, and as I do this, I'm trying to remember what the beat was for the cadence of what he said. He said something towards the lines of, I made a promise to my reflection next time we meet again, I'll be smiling with satisfaction because I'll be a better man. That right there is aspiration. And I ask you the question, if you have to look yourself in the mirror two years from now, Will you be staring back at a reflection with satisfaction because you made progress towards your dreams, towards your goals, towards your aspirations? That is it for this episode this Monday. I wish you all an amazing week. Catch you next Monday. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.